Hello there, and welcome to the SLP Now podcast, where we share practical therapy tips and ideas for busy speech-language pathologists. Grab your favorite beverage and sit back as we dive into this week's episode. This month, we are getting super practical and diving into some literacy-based therapy plans for hypothetical therapy groups. So these were submitted to us by SLPs in the SLP Now community, and we are pulling those together and sharing some hypothetical plans. And this was first aired as a speech therapy PD webinar. So the cool thing is that you have the option to head to speechtherapypd.com to access the full course and register for ASHA CEUs. But if you're just here for the learning, that is totally fine. And you can just listen in and check out the show notes for any related links. So let's dive into our plans. Now, let's dive into our nonfiction unit. So this is one that I like to use for older students like secondary students, but it's not necessarily like we get to use our clinical judgment here. Um, This is just what I thought would make sense for a group working on the type of skills listed here. So we've got three students again, Dean, Demelza, and Fred. Dean is working on determining the meaning of words using affixes and citing evidence when answering WH questions. So that would also involve some different syntax potentially and then also just being able to answer those questions. And then Demelza is working on non-literal language and generating a summary. So we can only generate a summary with nonfiction or expository text. So the three that I shared previously were all fiction stories. So it's really ideal for story grammar. And I think that's a really important skill to target with our students because They're reading fiction texts throughout the school day, especially in the younger grades. They need their narrative language skills to recount past events and all of that. And like, for example, if they had an issue on the playground, they need to be able to formulate a narrative to explain what happened. And if they really struggle with that, then that's going to have an impact on their ability to just connect with other peers. The narratives are a very important foundational skill. As they get older, they're exposed to more and more expository texts. The syntax becomes much more complex in these texts as well. And then they just really need to be able to learn how to pull information from this type of text and be able to learn from it and integrate it and be able to complete assignments, write essays, take tests, all of that based on the information that they're reading in these expository texts. So it's a very functional activity. I'd like to target narratives and obviously we get to use our clinical judgment and each student is different, but that's my general progression. So that's what Demelza is working on. And then Fred is working on some social language, identifying the size of the problem and whether that matches the size of the reaction, and then also identifying perspectives of characters in the story. So we are reading another article from ReadWorks called Slavery in the North, and then we'll get to planning this unit. Okay, so with this, 
I mean, this is all going to sound pretty similar, nothing totally earth shattering in this unit compared to the three previous ones we talked about. But we'll start with an article walk, I guess it's technically called. So we would just look at the article, look at the picture, because ReadWorks almost always has a picture with the article. We would look at the title and we would look at a couple of the sentences and just to kind of start getting an idea of what it's about. And then we could fill in a graphic organizer and this wouldn't be the story grammar one. So I have a summarizing organizer with the main idea at the top and then three key details. So I would just have the students jot down what they think the main idea of this is and what they think the main details would be. And then if they really struggle with this, we would take some time to either pre-teach the vocabulary if that's what the barrier is, like if they're not familiar with a word in the title, for example, or if they just don't have vocabulary around that topic, that's something that we would want to do. An example that I always share is that I read a forensic science article with some of my groups and they didn't have any of the vocabulary around like victim, suspect, all of that. So it was really hard for them to fill out that summary because they just didn't have the words to accurately summarize what that article could have been about. So we might do some pre-teaching there, or we might take a virtual field trip and just like find a video or two that helps us build a little bit of that background knowledge so we can start making some guesses about the structure of the text. Then the next step is to actually read the text. So we would just read through, I would read it, we would have ReadWorks read it, or we would have the students take turns, whatever seems to be the most appropriate, or the students can read independently as well. So we have different options there. And then for story comprehension, we would dive into some of the different comprehension activities. So I'm going to pull this up here and pull up my cheat sheet so I know what we're targeting. So for the comprehension questions, I have a list of literal and inferential questions that I can pull or I can give the students, like I have an even more extensive list within the unit, or there's some cause and effect questions as well, which might be helpful for the social language goal as well. And then, so we would dive into some of those and target the students' goals that way, just have a discussion. And then we'd also work on identifying the main idea and the key details after we read the text. So we know that they comprehended it and that they can successfully tell us what they've read and pull the most important information out. And then we would get to the actual skill-based practice as well. And of course, like I said before, we're always targeting all of these skills throughout the unit. But we would, again, show them the visuals, review the visuals for their skills, take some time to actually teach if that's what they need. And if you are wondering about, like, I wish we had all of the time to really dive into this, but I have created courses inside the SLP Now membership that breaks down all of these skills and it shows you how to teach it. Like it gives you a bunch of evidence-based strategies that you can use when targeting these skills. So that's a really great resource as well. And then in future podcast episodes, I'm going to really hone in on specific skills as well, so we can give you some more examples as well. 
So again, just to refresh, we're working on affixes. We've already done a bunch of practice with WH questions. So we're doing affixes, non-literal language, summarizing, which we've taken care of, size of problem and perspective taking. So throughout this activity, we would then, again, like I said, reintroduce those skills. We would build the vocabulary journal for the vocabulary goals for the affixes and the non-literal language too. I think that is appropriate for a vocabulary journal as well. We'd identify examples and we would pull the sentences that have those examples and we would write out what the literal meaning of that is. And then we would also encourage the students to come up with their own examples. And then for the size of problem and perspective taking, I would again just use a visual and then we would go through examples in the story or just with dynamics within the group as well and just really dive into those. We could even start size of problem journal where we have the different problems and the definitions that we came up for each problem and then the student can fill in across all of the text that we read. They can fill in different examples of problems and appropriate solutions and just have that be an ongoing resource that they create. And then that brings us to the fifth step in the unit. We get to create a graphic organizer, fill in an organizer. And so for this example, because it is a nonfiction text, it's a little bit different than all of the fiction texts that we've been talking about. So with this, I would typically just revisit the organizer that they created because we just spent several sessions working on their vocabulary and their syntax and all of that. And so I would give them the opportunity to create a fun project. So a lot of times we do like newscasts. A lot of my students are aspiring YouTubers. So we'll create some kind of video encapsulating like what we learned and the students can get really creative. So sometimes I just have them record the summary and just give them some practice with articulating their thoughts and ideas and implementing the skills that they've learned in terms of their vocabulary and grammar and all of that. But sometimes they can get creative and as long as they're using language, as long as they can work together to plan it out, we can come up with different fun ideas for that as well. So just like this parallel story can be very creative as long as they're using their language and putting that together in a meaningful way, I am all for it. So we've created different videos and put together like different like little books and things to really summarize what we learned. Thanks for listening to the SLP Now podcast. This podcast is part of a course offered for continuing education through Speech Therapy PD. So yes, you can earn ASHA CEUs for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your SLP friends. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes sent directly to you. See you next time.